and then didn't turn my mic on. Shame on you. Well, I think we're ready to start our services. The, uh, the noise-making devices have been passed out. So uh, let's have some fun this morning, worshiping God, and we're going to sing When the Roll is Called Up Yonder to start our service, if you guys want to stand. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more And the morning breaks eternal bright and fair When the same diverse shall gather over on the other shore And the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there when the roll is called up yonder When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there On that bright and cloudless morning When the dead in Christ shall rise And the glory of His resurrection share When the chosen ones shall gather to their home beyond the sky And the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there when the roll, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll, is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Let us labor for the Master from the dawn of setting sun. Let us talk of all His wondrous love and care. When all of life is over and our work on earth is done, then the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. All right, praise the Lord. Everybody that knows that when the roll is called up yonder, you'll be there. Say hallelujah this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. If, the, when, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that right there was a sermon in and of itself. When the roll is called up yonder, or as Baptists, when the rolls are passed up yonder, I'll be there. Amen? Praise God. I, I pray that everyone here today has that relationship. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let me make, implore you to make that decision before it's too late. It's your choice. I can't pray it for you. I can pray for you. But only you can choose Christ. And I pray that's a decision that you will make. But let's go to the Lord together this morning. Father God, we just come before you today to praise your name, to thank you for who you are and what you are, and for allowing us to gather in this place, knowing that we know that you are Lord, that you are Lord of Lords, King of Kings, our Heavenly Father. So God, I pray your anointing to be on this place, this service today. Anoint the musicians, the scripture readers, the sermon, everything that transpires here today, God. I pray your anointing to be upon it and that it touches the hearts of everyone here and quickens them the way it needs. And God, if there is someone here today that has not bowed that knee, never surrendered their heart unto you, may you change their heart today. May they hear a word, a hug, a handshake, a prayer, whatever it is that needs to speak to them, through whomever needs to speak to them, and may your will be done. Father, I pray your grace to come down upon us. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. Hallelujah. As I said earlier, it's good seeing everybody this morning. Walk around, shake somebody's hand, and tell them you're glad they didn't have to bring the boat in today. I'm sorry, you're 
this morning. Last week I had announced, oh Rod's not here, I hope he's okay. Rod never misses. Anyway, last week I had announced guys that we had about six of our youth that was not able to pay for their Easter camp and did did anyone want to sponsor that? And I am blessed to be able to say this morning that God's graces are great and we had all those kids get sponsored that couldn't go, couldn't make it on their own, they got sponsored this morning. So God gets the glory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So praise the Lord for that. That being said, they also, along with the youth, and we have a lot more, as mentioned to me this past week, that we don't see a lot of youth here any longer on Sunday morning. We do have youth, a bunch more youth that come on Thursday nights, and they go elsewhere on Sunday mornings. And also, too, there are some that just don't come to church on Sunday. And what we need to be doing is praying for those kids and their families to come to church on Sunday. So... Though we may not see them on Sunday, doesn't mean they do not exist. It means they need our prayers that they'll come to church on Sunday mornings. Amen? That being said, they also are going to be putting together a garage sale for our summer camp fundraiser, uh, probably after Easter. Easter is the first part of April, sometime after Easter. We don't have a date yet. However, if you have things you'd like to donate to them, work in a garage sale, see Corey, and that way he's saying figure out how to pick it up, and things of that nature. So the, that, that will be a youth fundraiser for summer camp coming up you may say well summer camp's a long ways off not really not when you guys start getting that 185 dollars a child uh, drawn together so pardon me oh yeah and they moved it up to june as well absolutely um so keep that in your prayers another this one also kind of includes the youth but it includes the entire church as you know we have dinner every thursday night we have dinner in a scripture reading uh, this coming thursday and it John was going to be teaching, however, we kind of took his spot from him for this Thursday. But we're going to have the bonfire, the bonfire pit behind the, the uh, food pantry next door. We're going to have chairs out there, and then we're going to have roasters, and we're going to have a big hot dog roast and, and s'mores and things like that. And we have a guest speaker going to be here to uh, bring the message that Thursday night as well. So I want to encourage you. Corey, did you want to say anything to that at all? Amen. And it's not just, not just the youth, it's everybody. Come on out and uh, roast you a hot dog and sit back and listen to this gentleman and, and his wife and listen to what they're doing for Christ in, in uh, San Antonio. All right, so that's this Thursday. And then the only other announcement I have before I ask John to come up for Scripture reading is for the last two sunny Sundays, we presented the bylaw change. And that has been presented several Sundays now. And immediately following the service today, for those that would like to stay, 
we're going to vote on that bylaw change. Again, uh, I don't have it right in front of me right now, but basically what it states is the bylaw right now states that we will have bi-yearly business meetings and the staff uphold everything in between. We're changing it to a yearly meeting with the with staff having their monthly meetings after after that. So going from bi-yearly to yearly dinner on the grounds meeting. We'll have a bunch of dinner on the grounds, but I'm saying the, the business meeting once a year. Okay, and we're going to vote on that immediately following the services today, Lord willing. And I think that's enough announcements. So, John, you want to come bring our scripture reading this morning? And somebody mentioned to me that the from the pastor on the back of the bulletin that the fish that represents the world looks kind of mean. Didn't mean for him to look mean. However, the world can be mean sometimes. We're still to go out there and get in it. Amen? Amen. Father God, I just come before you and just thank you for my brother's willingness to come and, and share scripture with us this morning for this scripture reading. May you bless him, bless his family, and just uh, God, just be with Crystal and John and just help them raise those children and, 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 and know that they are doing your will and your work. Thank you for his willingness to come this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Good morning. I wanted to uh, talk about context today when we're reading the scripture. It's very important to consider the context of all the scripture that we, uh, we look at and what it's, what it's really saying. If we look at uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 9, uh, this is a pretty, pretty good one that uh, I, I could see could possibly be easily distorted and taken out of context. And it says, uh, Matthew 4, 9, And he said to him, I will give you all these things if you fall down and worship me. And, uh, you know, in, in, in our society where we tend to, you know, in, I guess, a worldly society, we tend to judge sometimes by what things people have and what, uh, uh, you know, sometimes that's status the way we view things, but it's really not important. It's all Second Peter 3.10 going to burn anyway, right? So um, if we read the surrounding scriptures on Matthew 4.9, let's see what it really says. Uh, let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 8. Again, the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. And he said to him, I will give you all these things if you fall down and worship me. And then Jesus told him, Go away, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then the devil left him, and immediately angels came and began to serve him. Uh, the devil likes to likes for Scripture to be twisted, and he's good at twisting it too. Uh, uh, won't have a whole, enough time probably to read all these, but if we look at Genesis uh, 2, 16, you can see where, uh, uh, 16 through 17, you can see where God commanded uh, them not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or they would uh, surely die, Adam and Eve. And then uh, if we look at uh, chapter 3, then you can see where a serpent tempts Eve and she eats because, uh, uh, you know, serpent kind of tells her, you're not really going to die. But then if we look at Genesis chapter, uh, chapter uh, 3, verse 22, uh, we see that they actually had a chance at eternal life in their current state uh, because they could have eaten off the tree of life, and that was taken from them in 322. The Lord said, since man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil, he must not reach out and also take from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God sent him away from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove man out, uh, and east of the Garden of Eden he stationed cherubim with flaming, swirling sword to guard the way of the tree of life. And uh, we can see in... Uh, in the book of James, he talks about uh, uh, something very important that I think is uh, uh, is good scripture that isn't taken out of context here. And it says, uh, he gives greater grace, therefore he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. That's, uh, that's James 4.6. In 4.7 he says, therefore submit to God, 
but resist the devil and he will flee from you. And you can see where that happened up here when Jesus was talking to the devil and the devil offered him all these things, which are going to burn anyway, right? Uh, He he says uh, in verse 410 of Matthew, Jesus told Satan, go away, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And then the devil left him immediately and angels came and began to serve him. He resisted the devil, and eventually the devil gave up and fled. And uh, so let's, let's uh, pray, and, uh, and let's thank him for this day and this time together. Our Father in heaven, we, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you uh, for this time to study your word. We ask that you would guide us, direct us, and we ask that you'd give us uh, wisdom and discernment and, uh, and understanding uh, when we're reading the scriptures, so that uh, we're not, uh, you know, so so that we uh, consider the context, and so that we'll uh, we'll understand it the way you mean it to be understood. We thank you for your many blessings, and we ask now that you would uh, be with the the worship team and guide them through the rest of the service, and also Pastor Frank as he comes to to give us your word. We just ask that you would uh, speak through him. We thank you for your many blessings and praise your glorious name above all names. These things we ask in the name of Jesus. For yours is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever. Amen. Well, we're going to sing now. If you guys would like to rise, we're going to sing Love Lifted Me. Sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deep is stained with it, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, from the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help, love lifted me. Jesus completely saves. He will lift you by His love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea. Billows His will obey. He who Savior wants to be, be saved today. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Day or all the way, he 
Tell me 
That's our message this morning. Turn to the book of Matthew today. Thank you, guys. It's nice sometimes just to have the old hymnals. Praise the Lord. Amen. Matthew chapter 4 this morning. Matthew 4 this morning. And judging, since I already kind of let the cat out of the bag, you probably know what the Scripture is going to be on in Matthew chapter 4. Verse 18, starting in verse 18. You also can put your finger in Jeremiah. We're going to read Jeremiah after a while as well. I've been blessed with the opportunity. I have a friend whose dad owns one of those uh, fishing shack, floating fishing shacks or something. That I'm, I get to go fishing. In fact, as soon as night church is over tonight, I'm, uh, he's already down there. I get to go down there and go fishing tomorrow. And I was thinking about, actually I've been thinking about it all week. Of course, Sherry's been watching YouTubes with me or she's, been forced to watch these different YouTubes because I got it in my blood this week, it seems like. But as I was thinking about that fishing trip, God spoke to me also about how really, even though I get to go fishing for black drum and red drum tomorrow, I should be fishing every day. Every day we should be fishing. And if you don't know the story I'm speaking of, let's look at it a little bit this morning. Because if I had to title this today, it'd be like a, a fishing class 101. I want us to look at not just how to, the, not that we're just supposed to go fishing, but why each one of us can do it. A lot of us, I have the feeling, feel as though that we're not equipped to fish, that we can't go out and fish, or for whatever reason it is, God hasn't made me or she that fisher of men like he has spoken to others. But listen to the story here. He says, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to the tempted, oh, wait a minute, am I in the right one here? Nope. Where am I supposed to be? 18. I'm looking. I'm looking, guys. I guess I had that marked from a previous sermon. Sorry. As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, now we're talking, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea since they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in their boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called out to them. And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Now, if you're like me, you've seen that passage of Scripture read probably many times. I have heard sermon after sermon after sermon based on that Scripture, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. And in my shallow thinking, I, I, I knew that the that the simplest meaning here was that Jesus was, was calling his disciples, and I would submit every member of the church, to, to go out and witness to the gospel, go out and just share the gospel to everyone we meet. That is what the, Jesus was saying. That is what he meant when he called out Peter and the sons of Zebedee. And he was calling us out as well when he said, Go ye therefore and make disciples and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Those are the calls to go fishing. That is what he meant. However, there's more to it than that, I believe. He is calling his disciples to come together in a training course, if you will, to, to ministry for a lost and dying world. He was calling his disciples together, not just telling them, I'll make you fishers of men, or to go fishing for men. He said, I will make you fishers of men. There's a difference there. He's not just calling us out and saying and throwing us out blankly to, to go do it. He's saying, I'm going to train you up. I'm going to make you those fishers of men. Now, we need to remember, where did, he find, where did he call Peter from? Where did he call the sons of Zebedee from? They were already fishing. These were professional fishermen that Jesus was talking to. These men already knew how to fish. They already knew what it meant to be a fisherman. So they have a different perspective on, on fishing than most of us recreational fishermen. They knew the ins, the outs, the weather patterns. They knew all these different things. So when, in, in other words, when it says fishers of men, the disciples understood that what Jesus was saying was you are professional fishermen, and I'm going to use you to train others, except instead of catching the fish of the sea... We're going to catch the fish of the land. In other words, they were going to use their principles and their techniques to come together 
and, and be able to come together and reach out and teach you and I how to catch fish, how to, to apply in great part what they already knew in preaching the gospel and drawing the net of the gospel to draw men in. So when he called out the sons of Zebedee and he called out Peter, he was saying, I'm going to take your talent and I'm going to teach it to others. So what did he, was he saying? What can we learn from this? This is where we need to, to get into the fishing mentality just a little bit. I don't know how many fishermen we have in, in the congregation this morning. I don't know if some of you like to fish, some of you don't like to fish. But as it, when it comes to the gospel, the rules are still the same. The, the, the techniques are still the same. And, the one, and, and one of the primary ones is there has to be preparation. If we are going to go out there and, and be the catchers of men, like a lot of people are the catchers of fish, we have to be prepared. We've got to prepare ourselves. We've got to put everything together. Now, as I said, I've been given this opportunity tomorrow to get to, to go fishing. Well, the first thing that, that came through my mind when I realized this was all coming together is I need to plan my trip. I need to plan it out. I don't know anybody who can just drop everything and go fishing. Actually, I think I do know one or two. But rarely, rarely do we have anybody who can just drop what they're doing and go fishing. They usually have to get their equipment together. They have to get everything settled. They have to get their bait ready. They have to get uh, people to cover their work or do this or do that. It is hard to bring everything together to, to go forth and, 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 and preach the gospel. That's, that's my grandson. My daughter's got him trained just at the right time to cry out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, it's in, in all seriousness, there's very rarely is anybody able just to go. You have to be prepared. You know, when I owned my own boat uh, and, and was able to go fishing, it was, it was ready all the time. It had things in there. It had my rods, my reels, the tackle. It, it, it had all my, my ice chest was in, there. It was in there. It was gassed up. It was ready. So that if some reason, somehow, I got off early enough, I could just back up to it and go. I could just back up to it, hook up, and shoot out to the lake. I kept that boat ready. But that didn't mean that I still didn't have to plan the trip. It just meant that I had everything ready to go. I still had to plan out. But I had it ready before I parked the boat last time, but I still had to be prepared. It's the same thing when we are fishers of men. We need and must be prepared prior to the stepping out. And if you notice, the sons of Zebedee, what were they doing? They were in their boat mending nets. They were getting ready to go fishing. They had all the stuff putting it together there, getting ready. If we are not prepared, then we should not expect to catch a soul. If there has been no preparation or planning put into who and what we are, we should not expect to be able to catch anything, just like the sons of Zebedee. If they didn't mend their nets, when they pulled them in, all the fish are going to go out the holes that are in the nets. We have to be prepared. We have to prepare ourselves. If we are going to be the fishers of men, and God has called us to be as such, if we are going to be the fishers of men, we need to prepare ourselves to be the witness that God has called us to be. And folks, let me share with you this morning. If we're going to be the fishers of men and we're going to get everything ready, the very first thing in planning our trip is should be getting ourselves prepared through study and prayer. There is absolutely no substitute for studying and prayer. When people say, well, I don't know how to witness, I don't know how to get out there, I don't know how to share, the very first thing I'll ask is, how often do you read your Bible? How often do you pray? If we are going to be true fishermen of men, if we're going to truly go out there and share the gospel and witness to others, we need to have ourselves right. And to have ourselves right, we need to internalize God's word so that we may not sin against him. And while we're internalizing that, we need to be praying for God's direction, God's guidance. If we're not prayed up, studied up, then how in the world can we go out and fish? If I don't know the first thing about a rod or a reel or a boat or water and I try to take a stick and throw it in a tree thinking I'm going to catch a fish, I'm probably not going to catch one. And I'd be real afraid if I did find a fish fall out of that tree. I bet you I wouldn't eat it. We need to be repaired. We need to prepare ourselves. We need to understand what, who the fish are and how they are. We need to learn how to fish out there, guys. A daily quiet time. Of, of, of prayer and study is essential when it comes to planning our trip. It is essential 
when it comes to being the fishermen that God has called us to be. The next thing I would say is we've got to gather up all our equipment. We plan our trip out. We get ourselves prepared. Now I've got to get all my equipment. When I used to have my boat, you could always find at least three rods in there, usually more. But I hated tying knots while I was supposed to be fishing. So I kept a rod with whatever was running. I, I, I had a small rig in case speckled trout were biting. I had a, a big pig and jig in case the, the, the black drum or the red drum were coming through. And I always keep a rod with a, a, a rattle trap on it just to run the top of the water, see, just to see what might come through. I had those three all the time. I wanted to stay ready rather than spend time tying on new baits. I wanted my fishing lines ready so that I could be fishing when the fish come through. I don't want to sit and watch a, I don't know if anybody's seen a, a red feeding frenzy. The water churns, and if you're sitting there tying a knot while all that's going on, it is gut-wrenching. Because it never fails. When you pull it tight, they're gone. They're, there, no, they're not there anymore. You, you needed to be ready. Just like I needed to have that equipment ready in my boat, just like I needed to have those poles ready, we need to have God's equipment ready. And folks, let me share with you this morning that God has given us all the equipment we need to be the fishers of men. You don't have to run out to academy. You don't need to run to Cabela's. You don't need to run anywhere. God has given us what we need. If I've ever signed any card for you or some, not a legal document, but if I've signed something, you've probably seen me put underneath it 2 Timothy 3.16. People have actually said, you mean John 3.16? No, I mean 2 Timothy 3.16. Because if you look at 2 Timothy 3.16, it says all Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, and correcting, and training in righteousness. So that every man, every man of God is thoroughly equipped for the good work. Do you hear that? We have the equipment. John 3.16 says that God has given us his word so that every man is thoroughly equipped to go out and do the good work. Every one of us has the equipment right here. We just need to get it ready. In other words, in in 2 Timothy 3.16 He's telling us that I've given everything you need to be fishermen. Plan your trip, prepare yourself, and pick up your equipment because I've given you everything you need out into that righteous endeavor. We have it all, guys. And the Holy Spirit, too. Not only has He given us His Word that He tells us there in in 2 Timothy 3.16 that that's all the equipment we need, but He also says that I'm going to send the helpmate. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send you a guide to move within this tackle box, your heart right here. And everybody knows what he says in Galatians. Annabelle could sing it to you. But that's more equipment to love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, and self-control. Was that seven of them? Anyway, you know what Galatians... Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I had to run the song through my head there real quick. We have those things also. This is equipment that God has given us, guys. That peace, that joy, that gentleness, that self uh, uh, putting in there, that, that, that turning to yourself to look to God, allowing the Holy Spirit of God that moves within us. It'll give us that self-control we need. It'll give us the patience we need. It'll give us the joy we need. It'll give us everything we need to use the words that he equipped us with, that he tells us about in Timothy, to go out and be the fishermen we are, have been called to be. He says, prepare yourself. I have given you the equipment. Now go and fish. We have it all, guys. It's not just the pastors or the deacons or the Sunday school teachers or the nursery workers. Every one of us has been called to go out and preach the gospel and be fishers of men. And when we say we don't have the equipment, we do. Out and buy a word and pray and the Holy Spirit will give you what you need. But even without this, you have your testimony from the Holy Spirit. And through the peace, joy, gentleness, and patience He gives you, He'll give you the self-control to go out there and be the fisherman of men that He's be. So prepare your trip. Prepare yourself. And then make sure you grab the equipment. And if you have the word and you, and you have the Holy Spirit, you're ready to go out there. You're ready to go and fish. Now, The next thing to know is where to go fishing. How do I get out there? If you've ever fished on on big water, you you know that there's a a lot of space out there. The gulf may be absolutely filled with fish. But if you don't go to where the fish are, you may come back without any fish that day. It's a big place out there. 
Many fishermen today actually use GPS. I, I dug out my maps. You know how long it's been since I had my own boat? My maps are still in Loran. I don't even have GPS on my maps anymore. And I was telling somebody that, and they, said, they asked me, what's Loran? I really felt old at that point. But anyway, a lot of people have GPS now. They have these incredible fish finders that, that has every kind of gadget and gizmo imaginable to go and, and, and find the wrecks and to find the reefs and to find where these fish are located. As fishermen of men, I would submit to you this morning that God has provided us with a positioning system. Not only do we prepare ourselves, not only has He given us the equipment we need right here, but through the Holy Spirit, He's given us a, 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 a Holy Spirit positioning system. When we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us, when we allow the Holy Spirit to move within us, when we allow the Holy Spirit to take hold and direct our lives and follow it, it is going to lead us to someone to share the gospel with. It's going to. It may be the lady behind the work, the, behind the, the cashier's thing. Are we okay, brother? Everything okay? It, there's no telling what it may be, but we, he will lead us to it. It may be in a grocery store. It may be out on a beach somewhere. It may be at school. It may be at your workplace. When we allow the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us, he's going to take us to where the fish are. And another thing, if you fish big water, is you usually watch the weather report and the sunsets and the sunrise. I always seem to catch more fish at sunrise, at daybreak. It seems that's when they are there even though it would be a whole lot easier to lay in bed on a Saturday morning and sleep in, if I want to catch fish, I need to be out there when the fish are biting. If I want to catch fish, I, need to be, I tend to be out there before the sun ever even remotely rises. I want to be on that water. I want to see what's happening out there. If you want to be fishers of men, guys, you need to go not only where they are, but when they need you. In John chapter 9, verse 4, Yes, 9-4. He says, I must be about the works of my Father who sent me while it is still day because there will come a night where no man can work. I need to be out there fishing while I can fish because there's going to come a time that I either can't do it or they can't hear me anymore. If I want to catch fish, I need to get out there and cast that bait in front of them as early as I possibly can. If we want to be the fishers of men, we need to prepare ourselves grab our equipment, allow the Holy Spirit to be our positioning device, and then hit the water, guys. We've got to get out there and get out there early. It's in the dark hours of the soul that, that people need a touch of the Lord. They need to know who God is before they're sitting in that funeral home, before they're sitting in that medical office. They need to hear before they get into that dire straits whom Jesus Christ. Yes, they can hear then as well. And yes, as sometimes the, the most receptive people will be, but how much stronger will they be in the midst of that trial if you've already shared the gospel with them, if you've already got them to accept Christ, if you've already shown them that there is hope through the trial. The earlier we get started, the earlier we reach out, the sooner we catch that fish, and the sooner they're ready when the dark night comes. If we are going to be the fishermen that God has called us to be, we need to prepare ourselves, gather our equipment, and, and, and know that He is our positioning device Get out there on the water and do so early. Early. Before it's too late. Because there's going to come a night when I can't do it anymore. Either myself or the chapter closes on their door. Why? I pray that I don't stand before the Lord and He say, I sent you and you didn't go. And now this person's no longer here. Or won't be here. Get out there on the water. Get out there early. Also, if you have ever been a fisherman, depending on what you're trying to catch, you choose what kind of bait. If it, Whatever kind of fish you're going to catch, you choose the right bait for the fish. You know, you wouldn't cast a 12-inch a croaker out on a 5 hook trying to catch a perch. He would, it's either going to scare him off and he's going to run and hide thinking something's trying to eat him, or he's going to die sitting there trying to eat the thing. Either way, it's not going to catch him. And I share that this morning because we need to be careful about the bait we throw. If we're going to go out and witness for the Lord, if we're going to go out and, and share Christ and go out and share who he is, you don't start out using your interpretation of the visions of Daniel. 
That's just not going to catch anyone. One, they're either going to run and hide, or two, they're going to choke to death trying to understand what you're trying to say. If we're going to be true fishers of men, we can use the most simple bait there is. Go out there with the simple gospel. Jesus died to redeem us and give us eternal life. You are a sinner in need of God's grace, but he chose to die in your stead. Very simple, very easy put forth. And when they nibble and they take a bite there, that's when you set the hook by sharing your testimony. When they say, well, I, I, you know, I've heard about God or I don't really believe in God or whatever their comeback may be, that's nibbling. When they actually respond to you, they're nibbling. And that's when you set the hook by saying, let me share with you what God's done in my life. Let me share with you why in the midst of the trials and the tragedies, I am still excited about who he is. Let me share with you that even though I've lost a loved one or I've gone through financial distress or I've got relational issues, even though I have these trials that the world puts around me, let me share with you what God has done for me. That's setting the hook. Because at that point, they're going to say, wow, did God really do all those things? And you're either going to land them or they're going to walk away, and they may have broke the line, but that hook's still there as they still remember the testimony that you shared. And one day they may come back to it, and they'll scratch right there where that hook got them and say, you know that guy, that bald-headed, ugly fellow that shared his testimony with me? If God could do all that for him, maybe he can do it for me. And I may never know about it, but because I got out there and I threw my line through God's line and, and shared the gospel, they nibbled it, and I set the hook. They might have broke the line on me, but they'll remember him later on. And that's when somebody else is going to be able to lead them to Christ, or they might just fall on their knees right then. Either way, it would not have happened if I chose to stay at home. If I chose not to go and be the fishers of men that God has trained us to be. So folks, we have to prepare ourselves through study and prayer. We have to get our, our, our things together, the equipment that he talks about there, in 2 Timothy, we need to let the Holy Spirit move within our heart as he says in Galatians. We need to understand that we have to get out on that water quickly before the dark of the night sets and no man can, can reach them anymore. And we have to get busy throwing the gospel message out there in front of them and tempting them and sharing with them and allowing them to see what God to do. And folks, let me say one more thing here. If you've planned your trip, you've prepared yourself... You know where the fish are because the GPS, the, the God positioning system is, is sending you out there. You've got all your equipment ready. You've got your bait, the testimony of God and the, and the gospel message. You have everything there and you step out into the world. This is where a lot of Christians mess up and they get scared. And let me share this with you. Expect to catch fish. Expect to catch fish. Go out there not doubting yourself. Don't doubt that the word of God will return void. Know that the Bible says that it will not return void. You sharing the gospel, you may not catch that fish right now, but you keep going fishing and I promise you will catch fish. Somewhere, somehow, it may be by strictly luck you catch something on something else, but if you're out there fishing for the Lord, He's going to use you and you'll catch fish. You'll catch fish. And almost doesn't count. Well, I almost went fishing once. That doesn't put fish in the bank. Even the baby laughed on that one. Going almost doesn't get there, guys. Almost doesn't get someone into heaven. If you remember, King Agrippa was looking at Paul, and he said, almost thou persuadest me to follow your Christ. Almost you persuadest me. You know what that tells me? That King Agrippa almost got into heaven. Now everybody knows Paul was a great fisherman of men. He was. He caught a lot of folks still catching folks sharing his word. Paul is a great fisherman of men, but even Paul sometimes broke the hook. But did he give up? He kept on, and he kept on, and he kept on. And even today, many thousands of years after his death, he's still fishing for men, and we're biting. Because he chose to go fishing. Paul was an academic. He wasn't a fisherman like Peter and the sons of Zebedee. But when God said, I'm going to make you a fisher of men, after that Damascus Road experience, Paul became a fisherman. And even though he lost that big one, he kept right on preaching. He kept right on singing. He kept right on writing. Folks, if we are going to follow through, 
when it says to go and be fisher, fishers of men, don't take that as a quaint colloquialism. It's real. He's called us to go and be fishers. He's called us to go and share the gospel. He's called us to go out. He's given us the equipment. He's given us the positioning system. He's told us how to prepare ourselves. He's given us everything we could possibly need to get out there and share the gospel. Now it's just a matter of following through. Following through. Almost. Almost following through. Doesn't cut it. All the, the almost will get a person is a reserve spot in the lake of fire. Not for you, but for the one you didn't go to. We need to be the fishers of men. In Jeremiah, if you've been coming to Sunday night class, you know we've been studying the book of Joel. And the book of Joel is prophecy. Listen to this prophecy from Jeremiah. In Jeremiah 16. Jeremiah 16, starting in verse 14. Notice what he's telling the people. However, take note. The days are coming. Folks, I would submit to you today that those days are here. But he says the days are coming. The Lord's declaration will no longer be said as the Lord lives who brought the Israelites from the land of Egypt, but rather as the Lord lives who brought the Israelites from the land of the north and from all the other lands where he had banished them, for I will return them to their land that I have to their ancestors. I am about to send for many fishermen. The Lord's declaration, and they will fish for them. Then I will send many hunters and they will hunt them down on every mountain and hill and out of the clefts of the rocks for my gaze takes in all their ways. But notice he said, I am about to send for many fishermen the Lord's declaration and they will fish for them. Folks, I would submit to you that from Jeremiah when Jesus told Peter and the sons of Zebedee, come with me, I'm going to make you fishers of men and then use their writings to teach you and I to be the fishers of men. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you should be one of the fishers of men that Jeremiah said about. And if you're not going out and being that fisher of men that Jeremiah spoke about, I would ask you to stop and look at yourself. Are you really prepared to get into the heavens? Are you really prepared to get into glory? Because if you truly know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to know it's a message that should not be contained. For the Holy Spirit moves within you, wants to go forth. And the Holy Spirit that wants to go forth is not going to sit on His hands and do absolutely nothing just because you say so. If you have truly internalized His Word through prayer and study, then I'm going to say that the Holy Spirit within you is dying to get out there and catch others and bring them in. You and I have been called to be the fishermen that Jeremiah prophesied about and Jesus told Peter and the, and the sons of Zebedee would teach us about. The question is, are you that fisherman? Have you chosen to allow God to move in your life? First of all, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you're still just bait for the evil one out there. He's looking to consume you. He's circling around seeing whom he can devour. And I would share with you this morning that God will take you from that position and put you on the other side of the pole and make you a fisherman. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the world's going to consume you. But my God said, if you accept me, have no fear. For I have victory over the world. Whomsoever believes in me, professes with their mouth that I am the Son of God, and I rose on the third day, so shall they be saved. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, that's your choice. When you stand before God one day, you can't say, well, the pastor didn't preach it where I understood it. You can't say, well, I was waiting for my partying days to be through. Well, I thought I was too young or too old you feel within your heart now that you need to accept Christ, now is the time to do so before it's too late. The rest of us in here that have already accepted Christ, surrendered our heart unto Him, realized we were sinners in need of God's grace, then I would say that you've been washed and He has trained you up or is training you up to get back out there and be the fisherman that Jeremiah prophesied about. Only you know where you're at. You may be trained up and ready, but what good is a boat that's fueled up that never leaves the driveway? If God's fueled, God's fueled you up and got you ready to go, then get out there and get going. Get out there and share the gospel. Let the Holy Spirit loose, guys. Quit wet blanketing it. Quit sequestering it within yourself and let the Holy Spirit move. And you'll be amazed at the fish you catch.
you'll be amazed at the fish you catch. I'm going physically fishing tomorrow. I may or may not catch fish, but you know what's in my mind? I plan on catching a stringer full. I plan on going and having a good time. Why? Because I've prayed about it, I'm waiting, and I just say, Lord, it's in your hands. And if I don't even catch one physical fish, then I don't have to clean any. I still had a good time. Where are you at this morning, guys? The fishers of men is far more important than me going down catching some at the coast. Are you that fisherman, fisherwoman that God's called you to be? Only you can tell the Lord that. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer, and this altar will be open. You can pray right where you're at. You can come down and pray. I'll pray with you. And guys, don't, don't tell me, well, I just don't, I can't do this and I can't do that. As when Miss Diane still had her mental capabilities, she couldn't physically get around. You know what she'd tell me? Pastor, give me a phone list. I want to call the people you say I need to call. And she'd sit in her house and just call people for me. That was being a fisher of men, even though she couldn't get out and walk. Whatever God's called you to do, be that fisherman that God's called you to be. Let's quit hiding it under a bushel and let his light shine. As we stand, I want to lead us in a word of prayer. Father God, Lord, I, uh, I thank you for this opportunity for me to go fishing tomorrow in the coast. But I thank you more that you've allowed each one of us, equipped each one of us, prepared each one of us, directed each one of us to be able to go and fish for you every day, every night. Whether it's a grandbaby, a neighbor, someone we've never seen before, we can still go out and share your gospel, share your testimony. God, just as you allowed me to, to sing in my grandbaby's ear a while ago, may we be able to go forth and sing to the world. God, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your ministry. and allowing You could speak and they just come to you. But you said we get to go fishing. You want us to have fun being a part of your ministry. May we quit looking at it as a, as a trial and look at it as a, a, the fun thing that it is. Sharing whom we love the most. Jesus Christ. May your will be done in the hearts of your people. And God, again, if there's someone here today, for whatever reason they don't know who you are and have never surrendered their knee, been, been a knee, surrendered their heart, whatever it may be, Lord, may they hear your voice. May your will be done. In God's name we pray. Amen. As we sing this morning, guys, if God's speaking to you, do what the Lord's telling you. If he's saying, come to this altar, come to this altar. If he's telling you, sing, sing. If he's already put in your mind where to go fishing, and I'm saying fishers of men right now, then get out there and go to that house. Pick up a phone, and let's do what God's called us to do. As we sing, guys. out into the world and be the fisherman that God's called us to be. Choose that. Choose to prepare yourself. Choose to, to plan your trip. Choose to get your equipment ready that God's already given you. Choose to allow that God positioning device in your heart to lead you. Get out there while it's early. Throw the right bait, which is the, te- the gospel message and your testimony, and then expect to catch fish, guys. And have a good time while you do it. Paul was singing. Even when he was chained to a wall, he was singing praises unto his Lord. We can do the same. We can do the same. Praise the Lord for each one of you. And, and I'm going to share what Miss Thelma asked me while I'm out on that boat tomorrow to be praying for her. And I plan to do so. But I'm going to ask you guys as well. Just be praying for Miss, Miss Thelma to God's will be done. And she wants to be able to come to church every Sunday. So let, let's all corporately just continue to, to pray that. And, and know that, that God's, God's in control. Amen? Amen. Good seeing everybody this morning. I praise the Lord for each one of you. Keep looking up in all that you say, all that you do. Just give God praise for it, and we're going to go out, and we're just going to have a great time being what God's called us to be. We talk about going fishing, how fun it is. Well, he told us to go fishing every day. Let's look at it, how fun it is. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Good seeing everybody this morning. Uh, Brother Mike, you close us in prayer this morning, brother?
Amen. All right, guys. Let's see, I got you. Okay. Okay. Is that the other one? No, I don't know.